the Links and Locks podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks podcast. We're going through our best bets for this week's two-man Zurich Classic team event. I'm Jason Sobel from Golf Bet. He is Ben Everill from the PGA Tour. We're going to go through, play 18 holes with 18 bets for this week's event. Benny, you are in New Orleans. How's the food so far? I'm jealous. Yeah, mate, I've been here just a few hours. It's uh, obviously haven't really got out and amongst it, but I'm really looking forward to this week. You know me, mate. I love the match play. I love the team events. I love the President's Cup. And of course, this week is a week where a couple of guys can put their name forward for that sort of team event later in the year. A lot of excitement, a lot of interesting stuff to watch this week, that's for sure. I just wonder if we're going to hear from you about a certain Australian team that happened to win last year. I can't imagine you'll mention their names at any point, but let's get right into this. All right. First tee is yours. You're up on the box right now, Benny. I have a little bit of a bias towards some international talent this week, that's for sure. So I'll throw a first-round leader out there. It's the combination from Chile of Jaco Neiman and Mito Pereira. Like, I think that there's a potential for them to really have a lot of fun this week. I know Jaco want to show that his friend Mito could hang in the President's Cup if he was a wildcard pick or if he forced his way into that team. So I feel like they could put up a really low number at some point and perhaps go all the way. So sprinkle them across the board if you like. But I like that pairing, 3,000 for first-round lead. I do like that team. Uh, I'll go with my first-round leader bet here because it seems like a good place to do on hole number two. I have a team at the exact same price, but it is not them, even though I do like them. Remember, there's a little difference this week. When it first started back in 2017 as a team event, they went alternate shot, best ball, alternate shot, best ball. Over the last few years, including this year, it'll be best ball, alternate shot, best ball, alternate shot. So what that means is you're going to get the lower scores on Thursday and Saturday. When you're betting first round leader, you want to bet on a couple of guys that are going to make a lot of birdies because that's exactly what the format needs. It's your typical better ball. It's, hey, me and Benny are playing a Nassau against you and you. It's just best score on each hole. And so I've got another team at, Plus 3,000, 30 to 1, I like for first-round leader. Two guys who make a ton of birdies, especially early in the week, Harold Varder third and Bubba uh-huh. Watson. Yes. I think these guys can go very low on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon. They're going to have a good time together. I like them for first-round leader, Benny. Uh, it's funny that I came down to two picks, and literally that's the other one I have here. All right. Right there in that sweet spot of value, you're 100% right when you have best ball to go out. Look, They'll play aggressive. As soon as one player puts it in the fairway, look for the other to take the line, the aggressive line, et cetera. And you will see some very low scores to start out of the gate, that's for sure. So let's go to the third hole. I'm going to look at a matchup here with some of the chalk, some of the big name teams we've got. Let's give you a hint on which team I like and which I might be fading at the value that's out there. I saw that there was plus 100 for Cantlay and Shoffley over Hovland and Morikawa. Now, why I like this is because the two, Canlay and Shuffley, very good mates, have been doing a lot of practice together. have been hanging out a lot together. Of course, they did well in the Ryder Cup, etc. And Canlay obviously just come off a pretty decent result yesterday. Uh, he'll be spewing and, and looking to atone for that. So while Hovland and Morikawa are the premier ball strikers potentially out there, I'm not sure that they'll just gel so quickly as the other two. So when I saw a plus 100, I liked it. 
Interesting. That segues into my fourth hole well, where I will give you my top five. And I'm going after a few outrights this week that have some bigger numbers. There are such short numbers. There are really only 80 teams or 160 players, but only 80 teams. And so it's a smaller field, essentially top heavy at the top of the board. And so there are some really short numbers. I'm looking at longer numbers outright, which means I'm essentially going to hedge with some shorter numbers for some prop plays. That includes my top five which is the team that you just faded in Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland. I like them. I don't see a scenario where they're too far off the pace. I think you can do the exact same thing with Cantley and Shoffley and maybe cash both of those top five tickets because I really do think they're both going to be up there. I look at it this way, Betty, and I don't know if this is the right mathematical perspective or not, but if a top five player or a top 10 player, let's say they're 6%, above the field average across the board in certain stats. Then you take two guys who are top five players and you put them against field average types. In theory, it should make more sense that two players of that nature, two superstar type players should be tougher to beat from two average players. What I mean is not just average, like, hey, they're not that good. I mean, literal, the average on the PGA Tour, which isn't a bad thing. But I think those superstar players are tougher to beat in a tandem. The way I put it on the radio today, Benny, is if we're playing, let's say, two-on-two basketball, me and you against Steph Curry and somebody else, you go, well, that's going to be kind of tough. Steph Curry's really good. All of a sudden, it's me and you against Steph Curry and Draymond Green. It's, oh, well, now it's really hard because it's not an average player who's their second guy. It's a really good player. And I think when you take, and I'm giving us way too much credit in being average in that scenario, but (laughs) you take two average players, then you put them up against two superstars who are above the average. I think it's even tougher to beat them. In any case, long-winded way of saying, I don't mind chasing a few short numbers for top fives and top tens this week. Not a bad explanation there. I'll add to what you said in that. Look, I don't think that Hovland and Mark are going to have a bad week. I just like that Cantlay and Shuffle over them. And I'll take you to my top five for the fifth hole and sort of delve into that a bit more in my thinking. I've got Sam Burns and Billy Horschel in this slot, plus 275. Louisiana boy, Horschel's obviously made for this stuff too. He referenced it a lot during the match play a few weeks back, saying that this is the event where Ryder Cup captains and President's Cup captains should be watching, see what they can do. And you were 100% right having two great players in this format is a big thing. But look, the reality is alternate shot days are the huge days. If you don't bank a million birdies on your other two days, you can't afford any mistakes on alternate shot day. If you do bank all those birdies, you might be able to get away with one or two here or there. There will be mistakes in alternate shot. They will put you behind the eight ball big time. And that's why I like partnerships that have got a little bit of camaraderie, a bit of history together. Billy and um, Sam are good mates and good together. Cantlay and Shoffley in my earlier pick, same reason. They figured it out and I figure there might be a little less room for error on those alternate shot days. I'm totally with you on the chemistry, totally with you on the camaraderie. And just because I am, watch this, Benny. It's your podcast partner. I'm going to segue right into a bet I had saved for later, but it's Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. I'm going to take them as well in a matchup. And I've got a couple of these Ryder Cup matchups. I'll tell you about the other one in a second, but I'm going U.S. over Europe. In this one, it's Horschel and Burns over Fleetwood and Sergio Garcia at minus 130. All the things you said about them, I don't think they're best friends. And when we say chemistry, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be best buddies and hang out together all the time. It's just they have to enjoy each other's company. And I thought that might have been strange bedfellows when they got together last year, but 
Horschel and Burns really looked like they were having a lot of fun together. In fact, this was sort of the springboard for Burns winning at the Valspar, which was later in the year last year, and having a really, really strong year, and it's still continuing. So I like those guys in that matchup as a favorite over the two Europeans. At the end of the day, they have to like the bloke enough that when one of them puts the ball in the water, the other one doesn't want to kill him. You know, <laughs> like, they've got to handle that. All right, I've got a top 10 for you. And this one is not much value. Plus 100. I'm going to go there anyway, because this guy apparently can't lose. So at least I'll guarantee something. Scotty Scheffler and Palmer. Look, Chef's coming off his massive win at the Masters. He may have a little bit of a hangover from that. Who knows? We'll get to find out. But even, I think, at his worst currently, he should be able to ride on Palmer's coattails to a top 10 in this event. I've missed him ever since picking him in his first win. I've not backed him in any of his others. (laughs) So this is my little insurance. Plus 100, top 10. It says something about a player when all the best players in the world want to play with you. They have a choice. It's not like they get stuck with Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Ryan wants to play with you. You got to go play with him. It's like, no, these guys all have a choice. In fact, yeah. they're higher on the pecking order than Ryan Palmer is. And they've all said, I want to play with Ryan Palmer. So, all right. Eighth hole, another American duo to win their Ryder Cup match. I've got Taylor Gooch and Max Homa at minus 110 over the red hot Shane Lowry and Ian Poulter. I'm just kind of banking on Lowry being out of gas after yet another title contention, second in a row. He's playing some great golf right now. Trust me. Long-term, I am all over Shane Lowry. Just a little bit of a fade this week. I think Gooch and Homa are going to have a little momentum. They're going to have some fun this week. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Okay, we'll head towards the turn. Ninth hole, I'm going to throw you a long shot. Again, with my International President's Cup hat on, I want to see how the likes of my old mate, Brandon Grace, Mm -hmm. and young South African Garrick Higo go. Both of them have not been in what they would say is their absolute best form, but I know that both of those two players desperately want to be on Trevor Immelman's team. There's a lot of meetings and dinners and things this week between the international crew, and they're together for a reason. Grace is there to have a a sort of calming effect on the young Higo, and Higo is there to prove that his firepower is there. So the two of them have a point to prove as a duo and as individuals, to be potentially part of the international team later in the year. And at 130 to one, I like that as a long shot. As we make the turn, let's get to the PGA Tour pick them live picks. And we do this every week on PGATour.com and PGA Tour's digital platforms. Benny, tell us a little bit about it. Where can we go with our picks this week? Yeah, look, an absolute free game, uh, PGA Tour pick them live, where people can win up to $5,000 worth of cash and prizes there with Essentially, what we're doing is you throw out a fantasy game, if you will, that mirrors betting without the outlay, without actually putting your own money out there and get used to how these things work, how the odds change over the rounds. You lock in your values when you pick them. You can change at any time, just like you would with a bet. But the great thing is you don't actually lose any money. You can only win. So all positives. And with that said, it's always good to start with a long shot to start the week. So I'd be looking at, like I just mentioned, Grayson Higo, people from 100 to 1 and out to be your first. There's Kisner and Brown is another one that's out there at 100 to 1. They've had some success in the past. There's a few guys we talked about that have got the chemistry. Higgs and Smotherman from college days. They're miles out there. You've got Cabrera Bayo and Grillo, 180 to 1. Two guys who have been you know, top level in the world back in the day. So... Have a look at the guys at Long Odds, get into PJ Tour, pick them live, and have a crack at, as I said, at $5,000 worth of prizes. I'm going to make my picks over the next few holes that we play here on the back nine. I will stretch this out, maybe just get people to stay a little bit longer if they're making their PJ Tour, pick them live plays as we sit here on the podcast. All right, I'm going to go to the 10th hole as we start up the back nine with my favorite play on the board this week. 
There is almost no value on the board. I look at it and I get it. It's a shortened field and the top of the board is top heavy, but you look down the list and you go, I don't really want to take them at this number. I don't want to take them at this number. Keith Mitchell and Brant Snedeker who finished in a share of fourth place last year. Yeah. This is a little opposites a track thing they've got going on. Mitchell is a big hitter off the tee, one of the better drivers of the golf ball in the game. Brant Snedeker, the Wiley veteran, makes a lot of putts when the putter is working well. A top 10 at plus 500, five to one for a top 10 play to just replicate what they did last year, I think is my favorite play on the board this week. That's the one that really popped out to me as a pretty big number for a prop that's not that hard to hit. Look, they've only got to beat 70 other teams they've got to finish in the top 12 percent or so this week i think that's very doable yeah not bad mate good choice there is some method to the guys who've done well ever before seem to stay up there and keep doing well once they've played in the format and done well so all right 11th i'll look at a top 20 and again i'm sticking with the south african charles schwartzel was a little unlucky last year should we say with his man louis o and uh, getting into the playoff with the aussie boys before deciding that the water was the best place for a tee shot. Tough, tough, tough way to lose that one and end up being a bit of a handover to the Aussie boys in the end. Again, with the International President's Cup uh, scenario going on, that Bazudenhout and Schwartzel are a good top 20 play at plus 160. I think that they'll be in the mix early and they won't give up because of what they're trying to prove. They won't be the type of team that if they slip to 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, just, just sort of give it away, they're going to want to go to the end. So with that in mind, like a lot of those international teams, those top 20, top 10 plays, they're not going to fade off. They're going to try to finish strong. I can't believe it, Benny, but on the 12th hole here, I have an international duo, international team duo for a top 20, just like you said, and one that you haven't mentioned yet. All right, maybe only one of these guys has a legit chance of making the team this year, but I am taking the Canadian Adams Adam oh. Hadwin and Adam Svensson for a top 20 at plus 170. Go back and look at what Hadwin has done over the last handful of weeks. The guy has been so good. I believe he was 26th at the RBC Heritage this past week. And before that, 26th at the RBC, 4th at the Valero, Texas, 7th at the Valspar, 9th at the Players, missed the cut at the Genesis, 26th in Phoenix, 16th at Pebble. That dates back to the beginning of February where he's finished in the top 26 in six of his last seven starts. The guy's playing really, really well. You throw in Adam Svensson, who's got a couple of top tens already this year and seems like he belongs on the PGA Tour. I think that's a nice play for a top 20. Oh, mate, I've gone one further. Hole 13, written right here. I just boxed it and laughed as you said it. I've got <laughs> them at top 10, 11 yeah, to 1. there we go. Top 10, 11 to 1, those two boys. I know Hadwin's got something to prove. I absolutely know the Canadians were a little annoyed with me early at Christmas time late last year when I put out my uh, predictions for the team. And I forgot to put any Canadians in the top 12. Oh, no. and, uh, that sent the country in a little bit of a tailspin. I copped a few uh, interesting tweets, let me say. And But as I told the boys, you know, they were in my short list. Hadwin, uh, Corey Connors, who I think will make the team now, mm -hmm. and a few others were there or thereabouts. And I said, look, I hope you proved me wrong. And I think this is a massive, massive week for Adam Hadwin. Huge week if he wants to make that team. He was there in Melbourne, did okay. There was one or two moments that he wished he could have back especially in team play late where they gave up a half point on the 18th green. But look, Svensson, I've been big on. I must have mentioned him every second week for top yeah. 20s or whatever. Yeah. I think that they have a lot to prove this week. And yeah, top 10 even for me, take them all the way. They could, I mean, you want to go five and sprinkle a little bit on that, right? That could happen. 
if I'm Trevor Immelman, the international team captain, and I'm looking at Corey Connors as probably being on that team, I'm looking very, very strongly at Adam Hadwin to yeah. give him, I get it, you know, a Canadian can go play with a South African or an Australian or someone from Japan, but I'd love to have countrymen paired together that have some sort of connection with each other. So uh, I agree. I think they're looking very closely at them. All right, 14th hole. If you think Hadwin and Svensson are underrated, I've got two guys that are so far below the radar. They might be underground right now, but two really solid, steady players, guys that I think will thrive in the alternate shot format more so than the best ball because they're not guys that make a ton of birdies, but Aaron Rye and David Lipsky, two yeah. guys who played really good golf around the world and two guys that I like on a regular basis for like those top 30, top 40 type bets. You can't really go that deep this week with only 80 competitors essentially in the field. So I'll go top 20, but again, I think it's one where they might not be up there after day one, where you got to make a lot of birdies, but day two, where every team tends to slide back a little bit because it's alternate shot. I can see those guys shooting up the leaderboard and then doing the same in the final round. So top 20 at plus 240. I'm going back to outrights and I'm going back to chalk, but before I do that, I just want to quantify there will be, a few teams out there that you might say, who is that? Or who is that person or whatever in the mix every day this week? Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that there's some going to be someone from down that board. We've mentioned quite a few of them. So don't be afraid to go for the value. In saying that, my two favorite hours, I'm going to start with 15th hole. The two Aussie boys are defending there champion. There we go. Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman. That ain't no fake accent, people. And she said, you come from a land down under? I don't love the number 10 to 1, 8 to 1 in some places I saw, 10 to 1 at best, I think I saw. Just because I haven't seen Smitty since obviously his disappointment at the Masters. And then he, as I mentioned last week when I said he could win at Hilton Head, so it's probably going to go one of two ways. He's going to go close to winning or he's going to miss the cut. Unfortunately, he missed the cut. Leishman hasn't been in the greatest of form of late, but as a team, as a pairing, they're brilliant. And it's the four of them that's actually the big deal. It's the two caddies and the two players. They always get together. They're great mates. They have a great time. If they have the right amount of Leishman Lager this week, they'll be in the mix come Sunday again. Because they look, they love the fact they won this together. They're really proud of it. And of course, Smitty's won this event twice, once with mm -hmm. um, Jonas Flix. He will be up for it. It's just a matter of not making that big miss. And the two of them, unfortunately, if there is a miss, they both have, have had the wild driver every now and then. Yeah. And in also the shot I mentioned, they're going to have to bank a lot of birdies as other rounds. Otherwise, that wild driver from each of them could come to hurt them at some point. 16th hole, I usually don't make these bets, but there's a reason why I'm doing it this week. I hate props where it's like, I don't know, maybe the ball goes in the hole, maybe it doesn't go in the hole. But <laughs> I saw on DraftKings this week an albatross at any point during the week at plus 6,500, 65 to one. Now, normally I don't necessarily like this bet. I don't like the bet. I don't like trying to bet on something that usually doesn't happen. Here's the case this week. We've got a shorter TPC Louisiana where there are four par fives and they all seem pretty gettable. You're going to have guys going after it. 160 guys in the field and essentially during a best ball, okay, you might have some guys that are just like, hey, I have to lay up because my partner might be in a little trouble at some point. But essentially... The first guy goes for it and hits a pretty good one. He's in play. The second guy goes, all right, well, I'm going to just take dead aim at the stick and see what happens. I don't know. You know, at some point there could be 10 really good shots 
second shots on par fives and none of them go into the hole, but at 65 to one, I think it's worth a shot for an albatross this week. Maybe that's $5 that I'd be happy to throw your way to use. Like, honestly, yeah. you're right. And it's not usually the play, but when you have a match play scenario and multiple players, like you said, there are going to be multiple times when there are players taking on an aggressive line that they would not think of in stroke play, but they know they can take it on in this format. And these guys are, as we know, very, very good. My final outright pick, going very close to the top of the board. I teased them early, but I think that Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley could be the ones to take this thing home this week. I didn't see much of RBC. I was on my spring break with the kids. I was doing all that. But look, I saw the end, and I know that Patrick Cantlay does not like to lose when he has a chance to win. He'll be stinging. And we talked about chemistry and mates. Out of nowhere, kind of after the, it was on the way to that 2019 President's Cup, they started playing cards together. They started becoming friendly. And Cantlay and Shoffley have become really close friends. They vacation together with their girls and, and have a good time. And I think that that will hold them in good stead. And I think that they could potentially be the ones they're holding the trophy at the end. Yeah, that's certainly a decent play. And it's a short number. But look, if you feel confident in it, you've got two of the best players in the world who are very hungry to get another win. He can't lose. Now lost in two playoffs this year. Xander's gone, what, three years other than the Olympic gold medal without yeah. an official PGA Tour win. Uh, yeah, I can see both of them being extra motivated this week. If you want, and this would be a suggestion, look, eight's not great, right? Eight to one. Just wait till the end of round one. Okay. They will make some birdies. I don't know if they'll lead after the first round, but as I said, I think that they can make some big moves in alternate shot. So maybe you get 10, 12, 15, 18, depending on what they do on day one after round one, that might be the play. I completely agree with everything you've said about team chemistry and camaraderie. We've talked about it a few times already here. I wrote about it in my preview. I want guys who have both analytics and intangibles on their side. And that leads to the 18th hole, my favorite play on the board. And I told you before, I'm dipping down below the favorites this down. week. And I'm looking look for, for a team in the mid-tier. First of all, they've got intangibles. They're really good friends. They play practice rounds together all the time. They hang out together. They go on vacation together. Team chemistry, not an issue whatsoever. They've got some analytics there where they're two of the best drivers of the golf ball on the PGA Tour. They're going to set themselves up with some birdie chances. And they've been playing well as well. Keegan Bradley with three finishes in the top 11 over his last five starts. Brendan Steele coming off five missed cuts. He's made three in a row, started playing better. I spoke with him yesterday. Let's just say he's pretty confident about this week going well for them. Keegan Bradley, Brendan Steele, outright plus 4,500 this week, Benny. Oh, look, everyone out there, he always talks about how I'm the Aussie whisperer. This is the <laughs> Brendan Steele whisperer here. <laughs> Let me tell you, if anyone's going to know, if you look over his shoulder, if you can see the video, he's got actually the Steely there, uh, caddy bib from the time he helped out. But mm-hmm. of course it's Steely. And look, if Jason says it's the week to get on, get on. If I mention Steely's name, I might know some things. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I, I... I got one more thing to say too. Like if you want to have some fun and you want to play the, the lottery, remember, like you said, round four will be alternate shot. Don't be afraid for a long shot going into Sunday. Look at someone four or five, six shots back with some value. Have a crack because carnage can happen <laughs> anytime that it's alternate shot. 
So yeah, oh. enjoy it. Have fun with it. It's going to be a good fun week. Thanks so much to everybody out there for listening to this edition of the Links and Locks podcast. Remember, you can find this podcast everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and listen every single week. Good luck with your bets for the Zurich Classic this week. Here's hoping you guys hit the green.